This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. see in both of these men, Cornelius, who knew about God, but didn't know God, Peter, who knew God and had a relationship with him, we see an openness, openness. And I think maybe that's the, that's the key word that I want you to be thinking about as we look at this today and considering in your own life, are you open to God? How can God use our openness to him to bless us and touch the lives of many? In the book of Acts chapter 10, we find two men with very different backgrounds who were open to God. Today, Pastor Robert will teach us about these two men and how their openness to God paved the way for the world to know Jesus. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. look at most of the last half of Acts chapter 10, be aware that we simply walk through the scriptures together. Everything you need for life and godliness is in the pages of scripture. The Bible tells us that everything we need to know, every, every principle, every precept, I mean everything, there, it's, it's all in the, the pages of the scripture. The Bible tells us about itself that the word of God is living and active and it doesn't say that about any man's commentary. Sermons don't necessarily have the power of God within them. The Word of God is living and active. And so we, we give a lot of time and attention to just reading the Bible and talking about what it says. Now, as, as we've done that, we find ourselves now in the book of Acts. Cornelius was a Roman centurion. Now, what that means is that he was kind of like a master sergeant in terms of his rank. In today's you know, army in the United States, that'd be roughly the equivalent. He, he had charge over 100 Roman soldiers. They were specialty troops. They were assigned to the, the garrison, to the palace at Caesarea on the Mediterranean coast where the Roman governor's palace was. We were told there that, uh, as we looked at the first part of Acts chapter 10, that, that Cornelius was, was a God-fearing man. And as that was elaborated upon for us a little bit, we came to the understanding that Cornelius believed in God, but he didn't know God. And those are two different things. A lot of times there's some confusion about that in today's society and in a lot of, a lot of our minds. You know, a lot of people don't understand that to believe in God is not the same thing 
as knowing God. There was a time in my life when I firmly believed in God. I believed that there is a God in heaven. Don't know exactly where that is or what it's like, but I believe He's there. The creator of heaven and earth. I believe He exists. I believe He's alive, but I didn't know Him. That was Cornelius. He had come to some degree of understanding concerning the one true creator God because of being assigned to Judea, that region of the world where the Jewish people lived. And he had come to some degree of knowledge and understanding just from maybe hearing from people who worked for him, you know, servants in his household. Um, the priest, maybe he went to synagogue. We don't know. We're, we're, we're simply told he was a good man. He gave alms. He, he did what he knew to do. He had come to the understanding that the resources that, that he had, the resources that he enjoyed, the material wealth and so forth, whatever privileges and resources he enjoyed, they were given to him by this one true creator God, and that he had a responsibility before God to use those resources wisely compassionately. So he did. He gave gifts, gave alms, the Bible said, which is just another way of saying that that he gave to charity. He was a giver. But we learn a little bit more about him today. A couple of key things that I want us to see, really one, one key thing that we see in two different lives. See, we also saw Peter. We saw Peter in the, the, the home of Simon the Tanner. Simon Peter in the home of Simon the Tanner in a town called Joppa. Joppa was also, is also, on the Mediterranean coast. Maybe, I don't know, I've heard different calculations, and, and when I was there, I wasn't really paying attention to how far apart Caesarea and Joppa are, but 10 to 20 miles. Now, 20 miles in that day would have been two days' journey. You know, for us, we hop in the car, we're there in, you know, what, half hour or whatever, depending on traffic, right? But for them, it was two days. So we still need to remember, hey, we're blessed, right? At least I don't have to walk that 20 miles. I'm not riding on a camel. Peter's there. He's in this home. He goes up on the roof. He's praying. And for me, the idea, he went up on the roof to pray. Why? Well, in Israel, most of the roofs are flat, and the rooftop is a living area. You know, I I spent some time in the Dominican Republic, and you'd see that. It wasn't that uncommon there that occasionally you'd see, you know, chairs and, and, you know, a little table up on a rooftop or or whatever. It may be a place to do laundry. It may be a place to to just hang out. In Israel, often it's a place where they hang out. You know, in the evening, there's a breeze. It's nice. It's pleasant. And, you know, maybe, you know, the kids are playing, and mom and dad are sitting up on the rooftop with a cup of coffee or a glass of wine or ice water or whatever, just relaxing, reading a book, doing whatever they do. Well, Peter went up there to pray. He got alone. And as he's praying, the Lord sends a messenger and speaks to him. And the thing that we see in both of these men, Cornelius, who knew about God, but didn't know God, Peter, who knew God and had a relationship with him, we see an openness. Openness. And I think maybe that's the, that's the key word that I want you to be thinking about as we look at this today and considering in your own life. Are you open to God? Are you open to whatever He might want to do, whatever blessing He might want to give you, whatever responsibility, whatever He might require of you, whatever He may want to give to you? Are you open? We're going to see as Peter is visited by God, 
God is working in these two men's lives. You know, he's, he sends an angel to speak to Cornelius. He sends Peter a vision. He's speaking to two men 20 miles apart about basically the same thing. Now, they had very different perspectives on it. And we talked about that last week, how God often, you know, he's always working on both ends. It's never one-sided with God. It's always multifaceted. If he's working in your life, you know, other people will be affected. Often, maybe you'll be affected by what he's doing in someone else's life. We see that here. As we looked at it last week, we saw you know, the angel visiting Cornelius telling him you need to send a couple of men, and there's a guy named Simon Peter in Joppa, and I want you to send for him. And then he's going to come and talk to you for me. Now, the question is, as we think about that, why didn't he just have the angel explain to Cornelius? I mean, talk about powerful, right? Impactful. My goodness, he's, he's had a visit from an angel. That doesn't happen every day. Amazing. But, but all the angel does is tell him who to send for. The angel's job was not to share the gospel. See, that's up to us. God uses human beings. Through one man, sin entered the world. Through one man, life was given. Sin was conquered. Death was defeated. Sin is a human problem. Salvation came through one man, the Lord Jesus Christ. God Himself put skin on and became a man. It was sin and salvation. It's about humanity. And so God uses humans in the process. He's not using angels. You see 300 mentions or, or more of angels in the Scriptures. Consistently, they're serving men, but they're only doing what God has sent them to do. You don't see them sharing the gospel until the end. At the very end of all things, they'll be used that way, but not until then. Now, a foot, just a little footnote about angels, because you know we get kind of weird about angels, I've noticed. I've heard a lot of teaching that you and I now have the authority to tell them where to go and what to do. Until you can show me that in the book, I'm going to avoid that. Do you understand? And what you see in this story is that angels are very clear about who's in charge. They answer to Him. Main Thing Radio is the daily radio ministry of Robert Fountain, senior pastor of Calvary Chapel in Miami Beach, Florida. Robert is currently teaching through the book of Acts. This book is Grand Central Station for how the church should function today. In it, we see the fledgling first century church learn what it means to walk in the new covenant that Jesus provided. Now here's Tracy with some information about how you can connect with us online. Most of us use Facebook and Twitter at least once a day. Please check out our Facebook and Twitter page. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the links. You can find information on everything that's happening at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for that information, Tracy. We do encourage you to visit MainThingRadio.com for all of our social media links. 
we'd like to ask that you prayerfully consider making a secure donation to help support the ongoing expansion of Main Thing Radio. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. And don't forget to join us again, same time, same place, as Pastor Robert continues through the Book of Acts, right here on Main Thing Radio.